Thank you for listening to Namat's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. The Outback. I feel something out here you don't feel anywhere else. It's more than a setting. It's a character in our shared story. Well, I think he's like the king, like the best. Lee Kernigan! Lee Kernigan! It's from these little country towns that I draw most of the inspiration for the songs that I record. When you take a place, a person, time, a story, and wrap it up in words and music, well, that's magic. Country music has a way of blurring the lines. When the tunes feel right, life and song become one. It's about my mates, my town, my story. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 447. Released in July 28 in Australian cinemas is Lee Kernigan, Boy from the Bush, a concert documentary that delves into the career and life of Australian country music superstar Lee Kernigan, as told through his songs, which for 30 years have played soundtrack to the lives of those who live in country Australia. Joining me now is the director of Lee Kernigan, Boy from the Bush, and one of Australia's hardest working filmmakers, Mr. Kriv Stenders. Kriv, I thank you so very much for your time today. Thanks, Lee. So it's really interesting. So documentaries are something that you have done before, all the way back to, you know, um, your stuff with um, the Go-Betweens and recently with um, the Slim Dusty documentary as well. What's interesting about this documentary is that instead of going for that straight ahead kind of documentary format, you opted to kind of weaving the kind of concert kind of film in there as well. Um, what was it about, do you think, about Lee's songs in particular that really influenced this approach to storytelling in this documentary as opposed to just doing the, the same uh, documentary format that maybe you have tackled previously? Well, Matt, the, um, the thing about uh, Lee's music, when I was first approached to think of an idea or, or, or even think about making a documentary about Lee Kernigan by my producers, Lee, I'm um, sorry, um, Chris Brown and Di- uh, uh, Diana Delane, who I did Slim and I with, they, they, they sort of said, look, Lee's, Lee's, um, Lee's management are interested in talking to you about a documentary. And I had just done Slim and I, so I'd just done that sort of 
big um, overview kind of life biopic kind of approach. Yeah. And I realised, you know, even though I didn't know Lee's music intimately, I knew enough about it to know that, okay, he's got some iconic songs that sing about very, very specific, very iconic elements of the Australian rural experience. And I felt I immediately my instinct was to make a performance-based film, a, a film about the songs, mm. and more primarily a film about the stories behind the songs. And very quickly I kind of came up with the approach of thinking, well, it'd be great to do a performance-based film where Lee, in between the songs, was able to talk about um, the inspiration and the ideas and the emotions behind the songs. Uh, and that chimed and sunk very well with Lee's um, uh, idea about a film because he really didn't want to make a film about himself. He really wanted to make a film about the people who inspired him. And there was a he wrote a biography a few years ago called Boy from the Bush. I read that and realised it was full of fantastic anecdotes, great observations, really powerful sort of experiences that he'd had throughout his career and how those experiences and those stories and those people informed his music. So it was a very straightforward, um, it, from that point then, it was a very straightforward, clear line about how to approach this film and, 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 and how to approach Lee Kernighan as a subject. When it comes to the concert footage itself, so you shot two nights at the Tivoli in uh, Brisbane, um, six cameras, you had a live audience as well of like Lee Koenig and fans. What was that experience like? Because I know that you've delved into the music industry before and concert experiences, but to make a specific, uh, a specific concert excuse me, for your documentary, that would have been something very unique to you, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of concert films, you know, like I've, I love The Last Waltz, I love Stop Making Sense, you know, to me they're kind of a, a genre that I've always really admired and I've always wanted to kind of have a go at it, you know. Um, so I was very excited by the fact that we were able to get two nights in this venue, that I was able to get six cameras um, over two nights um, and had the freedom and the liberty to start and stop the concert so we could reset and we could go for coverage. So I was able to kind of have a controlled environment, um, but ostensibly a live performance. So we had a we had an audience there who were fantastic. And we tried to keep it very much an immediate in the moment thing. But I also had the liber liberty to control it a bit. So for me, it was a new experience as a filmmaker. You know, you don't really get those chances. I mean, in, in a way, we're trying to think of the last time and a film like this has been in a, made in Australia, and they're really the only last time I think I can remember there was a, con, a, there's a feature film concert film has been made was was that film Australian Made, the, the, mm. the, the film that was made in the eighties, and then before that there was the Slim Dusty movie, you know. So there really hadn't been any precedents before that, and again that kind of excited me because I was thinking, wow, you know, no one's really done this for a long time. Um, so it was great fun to be able to sort of yeah work on that kind of canvas. You mentioned before the in-between parts of the of the songs where Lee is talking about the inspirations behind his music. The footage itself features Lee, both archive footage and current footage from going around Australia and uh, just really kind of soaking in the, the country life. There's a big part of his of his music in his in his own life. The narration though is really interesting. Almost kind of sounds like poetry in some cases. Is that stuff that's taken from his biography? Is that something that's created anew for this film? No, we wrote that especially for this film. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of inspired by and, and influenced by the book. 
But we wrote that, we co-wrote that with, um, it was myself, it was Lee, and it was Lee's write, uh, writing partner, Cole Buchanan, who's a great writer. Um, and over a number of Zoom sessions, we sort of started to kind of um, write that, write those little, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of poems, yeah. uh, these sort of lyrical little observations that Lee has. And that was always my idea was, and that was inspired by the book, you know, beyond the time. And when I wrote the script, I, I, I took sections out of the book and then Lee and Cole saw that and went, I think we can make this better. I think we can make this more pointed. And we needed to be shorter as well and, and, and more, uh, more succinct. So it was a fantastic collaborative process working with them, um, you know, toing and throwing all these little, uh, these, little um, these, these sort of lyrical um, interludes. And then we sat down in a, in a recording studio for a day with Lee and he, he put them all down to tape. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favourite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you love. I'm not a like uh, country music fanatic, but I do like some of it. I like and like the classic ones, like your Waylon Jennings and your Johnny Cashes, etc. Um, and Slim Dusty's, of course. And what I think I really like about it is the lyrics. It's almost kind of like storytelling within song. Is that something that really spoke to you as well as a storyteller, as a filmmaker? That whole kind of storytelling aspect that uh, country music has, because you don't really think of any other music genres that have that. We maybe the exception of hip hop, they have it in their own kind of their own kind of cultural way. But the country music is on itself very much a storytelling telling driven music, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't a country music fan at all. Um, and it was only when I made the Slim Dusty film that I really kind of gained an appreciation of it and sort of had an epiphany. Um, you know, I'd, I'd sort of discounted it as too simplistic, but I realized uh, obviously simplicity is the hardest thing to pull off and it's the most artful form there is you know a simple song is 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 the purest sort of artistic expression you can you can create as a songwriter and country music songs are in some cases you know some of the greatest songs ever written the country music songs because they speak directly about a very specific subject something very personal very 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 um directly experienced by the by the writer and therefore something that 
uh, other people can immediately relate to. And that's very much Lee's music and Lee's songs. You know, he sings these very, very direct songs about rural experiences, about rural life that, 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 that are both very specific and universal at the same time. And that's the magic um, of country music, I think. And that's the thing I think people um, don't appreciate or, or undervalue. And it's something that I've certainly over time have become um, attuned to and, 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 and become passionate about. Like, you know, Lee's songs, I still, I mean, I've been working on this film for two years and um, I still listen to the songs. They've kind of grown on me. And then, you know, in the, in the film, I've watched it a number of times and mixes and things like that. And I never tire of uh, those performances, especially the live ones, because they're so sort of, again, vital and alive. It, the movie is very much speaks about Lee's relationship with country. I'm curious about your own relationship with the, with Country Australia over the last several years. Because you mentioned before working on the Slim Dusty um, film, um, then you have also Going Country, the TV series, and even prior to that, I guess you can talk about how um, uh, movies like Lucky Country and, and, uh, and things like um, uh, let's just say the, the Red Dog movies as well that kind of go more into the rural aspects of Australia. Have you yourself kind of like uh, having experienced these things, had a greater uh, like appreciation for what the people in country rural Australia have gone through? Because I think, like especially over the last several years with the bushfires and the floods and all like that, all of Australia, um, or especially us city folk, um, have much more respect and, 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 and admiration for what the country people in country Australia go through, especially considering the hard work that they have and making sure that we are all fed, et cetera, considering that they take care of all of our crops and all of our food as well. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely, um, Matt, it's been a really, um, uh, the more I kind of travel, the more I see of the, this, this extraordinary place, the more humbled I become. And obviously, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's rural life there are the farmers, but there's also obviously, you know, the incredible Indigenous First Nations connections that, 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 um, that are that are alive and 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 have been there for millennia. That you start to sort of appreciate and see, and that's something that I'm really proud that we're able to also address in the film, in Lee's film. Um, we were able to kind of cover that subject as well. Um, so yeah, for me, it's been it's it's been a process of discovery, and it's it's you know, it's such a cinematic country, you know, mm. both visually and also in terms of its stories. There's still so many, so many amazing stories to uncover and to tell, and um, you know that's what I love about music documentaries is that you know you you music and song is such a great conduit to tell stories, um, and I sort of feel like country music these this is sort of the third in my trilogy of country music films or country yeah. music projects, so it's been a it's been a huge education for me. I've learned so much about. Uh, history and about our diversity as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a nation, as a rural nation. It's really quite, um, uh, quite rich and deep. Last question. So the songs in uh, Boy From The Bush, Lee's songs, are the soundtrack for many people in Australia. If you could put together a list of songs or, or even bands that will personify the soundtrack of Chris Stenders, what bands or songs would that be? Because for myself, it would be kind of like a mix of like anything from Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run all the way to Alice in Chains' Dirt album and then, you know, maybe add some Metallica in between that as well. Very, very loud, very, very boisterous, but a little bit of a sensitive side to it as well. What about yourself, Chris? What, what, what would be your soundtrack to your life? Oh, God, that's a doozy of a question. How many, how many, how many songs or bands do you want me to talk about? Like- Let's go for three. 
For three. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I know the first one is probably the go-betweens because I made a film about them and they're part of my life. You know, I met them when I was a kid, you know, when I was a young teenager. They sort of changed my life, virtually, literally changed my life. Um, oh, God, you know, um, uh, the Beatles, I guess, mm-hmm. because they're, 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 again, they're, they're, they're primal, they're fundamental Listened to them when I was a child. My parents lived in Liverpool. You know, they were huge Beatles fans. Um, and I don't know, maybe ABBA again. You know, ABBA's just, it's just part of my, every time I listen to an ABBA song, I just start to cry because it just reminds me of my youth and and that beautiful moment when that, those songs came into my world and, and they've never left. So, yeah, that's probably my soundtrack. <laughs> Speaking of soundtracks alive, I just want to say after I watched Slim and I, I went on a, like a real long deep dive into Slim Dusty's music to the point where I was playing it during drop-offs and pickups for my kids. And my kids now know the lyrics to the Slim Dusty songs. They're great songs. Aren't they, they are great songs. They love it. Um, and it's and, such a yeah. rich, deep mind. I mean, that's when I, I was doing the same thing when I was making the film. I just had CDs on in the car the whole time. Yeah. And it, it kept on discovering gem after gem after gem, you know. Um, oh, my God. Just, yeah, don't get me started. Um, Three Rivers Hotel. I just love that song. It's uh, so many great songs, and great songs also found in Lee Kernigan, Boy from the Bush, in Australian cinemas, July 28. I'd recommend everyone go check it out. Have your dancing shoes on as well. There's plenty of music in it. Um, a lot of catchy tunes in there. Like yourself, Kriv, uh, I wasn't really attuned to um, Lee's songs, and now I'm listening to quite a lot of them, especially like uh, Texas 4385 as well. I reckon that's a pretty great song and um yeah it's a really great documentary and i thank you so much for your time today and i know you're a busy man so hopefully in the future we're going to talk again about another project i'm sure because you've always got lots of uh lots of films going on and that's a good thing i think thanks matt thanks a lot good on you it's been a pleasure